This is Rabbi Stephen Moskowitz, and what follows is my Shabbat evening sermon about anti-Semitism, and in particular, the hostage-taking at Congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville, Texas. This sermon was recorded in our synagogue sanctuary on Friday evening, January 21st. I spoke to my mother this week who remarked, I never imagined that you and your brother Michael, who's also a rabbi, are in a dangerous profession. Now my mom can sometimes be overly dramatic and does tend to personalize even the most distant of world events. I do come by these traits naturally, but her comments do on this occasion deserve unpacking rather than the usual brushing away. Moms often verbalize fears, and on this occasion, the singular fear that has entered this sacred space. My Christian friends do not have security guards at their church's doors. They do not receive emails detailing new security protocols. What was once only the purview of synagogues in Europe or common in Israel where every gathering place has a guard, has now become normative in our own beloved country. For obvious reasons, I'm not going to publicly discuss what security enhancements we are putting in place and those we are working on. But rest assured, our synagogue will always be safe and secure. Most mornings I say the blessing, Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Matir Asurim. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, ruler of the universe, who frees the captive. And to be very honest and candid, it was always said as just one of among many in that long list of morning blessings. Sometimes I thought to myself, that was for a different age and a different time. Never before did I think that I would see these words come to life in my own age and that my blessing would be realized for a fellow Reform rabbi and his congregants. On Saturday evening, I felt as if a miracle was realized, and then I thought, being Jewish and praying in synagogue and just being rescued from murder should not be a miracle. Being a living Jew should not be dependent on heroics. Most of my friends who follow the words and traditions of other faiths do not really understand or appreciate what I felt this past weekend, or for that matter, what we are now feeling. I had this sense that for those harrowing 11 hours, we were one people. Sure, there were outliers who criticized the rabbi even while he remained hostage, but nearly every Jew felt in their bones this could have been my synagogue. And all prayed for one thing and one thing alone, the safety of those five shulgoers. It did not matter in that moment that they were reform. It did not matter if the worried Jew was Orthodox, Republican, or Democrat. Such labels became irrelevant 
in that brief span. We were united in worry. We were unified. We wanted only that they might be freed, and images from the Tree of Life Synagogue or the Chabad of Poway or the Jersey City Supermarket flashed before our eyes. And we were then filled with gratitude when it was announced that they were all safe. But then, by the time Sunday morning dawned, we retreated to our political and ideological corners. I am holding on to those 11 hours because when it comes to anti-Semitism, there really should be no such thing as political affiliations. Anti-Semites make no distinction, and nor should we. There is a direct line between Charlottesville, whose Nazi marchers remain the fixation of the political left, and whose significance the right continues to downplay, and Colleyville, whose Muslim attacker is the obsession of the right, and whose religious affiliation the left glosses over. There is a connective tissue that runs from the Chicago LGBT march that would not allow a Jewish star to be displayed to the horrific murders at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue. Need I go on? There is a direct line from Pat Buchanan's, Pat Buchanan's rants from years ago about American support for Israel and Representative Alan Omar's statement, it's all about the Benjamins. I could list more. I could delineate other examples, but that is not my purpose. It is instead to ask, when are we going to stop seizing on those examples that feed only our own political convictions? When are we going to stop retreating to one corner that only speaks about Alan Omar, the Chicago March, and now Colleyville, and the other that emphasizes Pat Buchanan, Tree of Life, and Charlottesville? Stop using this attack to confirm one's preconceived political beliefs or to look away from this event because it does not conform to one's ideology. Anti-Semitism is a threat wherever it comes from. There is a direct line from Charlottesville to Coleyville. They are two sides of the same coin. Both attackers trafficked in conspiracy theories that are part and parcel to anti-Semitism. In Coleyville, the attacker believed that if he took one Jew hostage, then it was as simple as one, two, three, and his fellow jihadists could be freed. We all have each other on speed dial. Every rabbi can, of course, call the Justice Department and have a convicted terrorist freed. It's absurd to say these things out loud. But this is what he believed. And this shares the same connective tissue as the Nazi mobs marching in Charlottesville and shouting, the Jews will not replace us. It is fed by that anti-Semitic tract of long ago that is still published, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. And rather than sitting at home on our computers and seething about how Democrats don't get it or how Republicans are so short-sighted, why don't we agree at least on this one issue, that it is above and beyond partisan politics. 
Anti-Semitism does not only exist in some small left-wing corner or that rogue right-wing pocket. To minimize one example so as to highlight another does everyone a disservice and makes every Jew less secure. Can we for once agree that it is all one big problem? And regarding the specifics about Colleyville, can we admit loudly and clearly that worrisome anti-Semitic sentiments can be found among too many American Muslims? My teacher, Imam Abdullah Antepli, acknowledges this problem and has called himself on many occasions a recovering anti-Semite. And this week, he said the following. This Muslim community is increasingly becoming vulnerable towards various forms of subtle and unsubtle anti-Semitism in the name of pro-Palestinian activism. There are many bad faith actors who are taking and desecrating Palestinian suffering, solidarity with the Palestinians, and in, in the name of their suffering are promoting irresponsibly anti-Semitism, anti-Jewish -Jew hatred, and they are trafficking in good old anti-Semitism that the Jewish community and others have suffered for the last two millennia. Is Imam Antepli a perfect partner for the Jewish community? Perhaps, or perhaps not. But rather than castigating him or the Muslim leaders who gather to pray for my colleagues and for their perceived missteps, we should follow the example of another one of my teachers, Yossi Klein Halevi. And we should extend a hand and figure out how to do more with similar like-minded Muslims. Anyone, anyone who acknowledged that his community has a problem, as Catholics did in the 1960s, will receive a welcome embrace from me. This does not mean I'm going to agree with everything a partner or ally might say or do, but we need all the help we can get. And this is the only thing that gives me a measure of hope that we might fix this problem of anti-Semitism. It is the only thing that gives me a sense that we are not really as alone as I now feel. That is, of course, until the next conspiratorial and, God forbid, murderous anti-Semite comes around. I hate to say this, but it is true. Anti-Semitism is here to stay. It always has been and it always will. And so I am going to hold on to, first of all, whoever is willing to call it like it is. But most of all, I'm going to hold on to those few hours when we were one. I am certain of this thing for sure. We may, we may never be able to defeat anti-Semitism and eradicate it from future history books we can only hold it at bay if we have Muslim and Christian partners who will help us do so. Moreover, we will only keep it on the fringes if we remain amichad, one people, for longer than 11 harrowing hours. For this is what I most believe. 
Being Jewish is a gift, even when it might feel like it is tinged with threat. And I am forever proud to be a Jew.